Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come on, point it to Jesus. Point it to Jesus. God, we thank you right now that on a Wednesday night, as they're sweating outside, the AC is still going in here. God, we thank you that tonight, Lord God, you have a word for every person. Lord God, that you would inspire us, that you would lead us to freedom. Lord God, that you would set the captives free in this place tonight. Lord God, I pray that you would speak through me into this place and that everyone have ears to hear. In Jesus, your mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on. Real quick, I'm going to invite my, my beautiful wife who leaned over and she's like, I got a word. I got a word for a couple people. I said, all right, baby, I'm going to let you loose. All right, Cheryl, a couple weeks ago, God highlighted you and he showed me you're gonna be a pillar in the house. 20 years from now, the legacy and the testimony, your reputation will be one of perseverant victory. Right now you're in perseverance, but you will see victory. And that will be what you are known for in this house, in Jesus' name. Um, is Lily in here? Lily that got baptized, is she in here? It, Go get, go get her. Okay, where's Reagan too? Did they take off too? Reagan? <clears throat> we'll get Reagan first while we wait for Lily. Yeah, Reagan. I was digging potatoes today, um, gardening, and, <laughs> and I had potatoes and I was so excited and I felt God show me a picture that kind of the same way that you dig stuff up and you're like, there's a harvest that you are gonna see a harvest of gold emerge. It's connected to you going to this summer camp that what God has been doing under the surface is coming to light. And you're gonna see it and you're gonna walk in this new authority. And it's like what we all know, like God knew what God put inside of you. Now everybody else is gonna see. And so now the call is to continue to rise up and walk in the authority that God has given you because you're stepping into new things, new power, new assignments. So we declare that over you victory in Jesus name <laughs> is there Lily hello God gave me a word for you I think he actually gave my husband a word for you too because we both were like oh I had something for her so I just wanted to share with you um, what I thought of first when I saw you was uh, at every point in someone's faith, uh, they have to make their faith their own. Jacob had a wrestle because faith was handed down to him, but he actually had to come to a point where he wrestled with the Lord and then he was marked from that point on. And God has marked you. He has marked you. He has marked you. And I felt that I saw this picture of um, pillars again, me with the pillars, pillars like in a foundation getting set up for a building. And God is building your house right now and I felt him um, show me he's establishing your framework you are a curse breaker your daughter will continue to be a sign of the legacy of your life not just in her but the the life the mantle the the everything that God has prepared for you to walk out she's gonna be a reminder of how just wow factor God is in that. And I felt the verse for you was Ephesians 3.20, that to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according
according to the power that works in us. The power at work in you is Jesus Christ, and He's gonna do exceedingly abundantly above what you can imagine right now. This is just the beginning. He is gonna build, He is gonna build, He is gonna build. So get ready. Amen. Okay. There we go. All right. I just want to honor you, babe. You are amazing. I love you. I was a shell of a man before you came into my life, for sure. Now, you guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Uh, I still want to honor our, our campus pastors, uh, Pastor Matt and Loren. They're not here tonight. They heard that I was speaking, and they were like, yeah, we, we don't want to be there for that. Um, no, I love them. They are such an amazing uh, couple that that I I moved across states to do life with them <laughs> and build a, a campus here in Salt Lake City. So we love them. We honor them. Band, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. <clears throat> that sweet that sweet jazzy music. <laughs> Whew. All right. Well, yeah, I did get a haircut. Let's address the elephant in the room. Um, I was watching, you know, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt, and I was like, oh, Brad makes it look so good. And little did I know I'd end up looking like Fester from the Adams Family. No. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, well, so I did, are the youth in the room tonight, or are they, up, they got, they're doing their... The junior highs, they are the youth. All right, the youth. All right, just so for warning a little beforehand, we are going to not get explicit tonight, but we might talk about some things that are a little bit more adult-oriented in nature. So it's good, though, because it allows you to maybe have some conversations with your kids and to not shy away from those things. Too often in church, we have people that, we don't want to talk about that because then they might think about it. And it's like, no, actually, if we begin to lay the framework of truth the way God intended it, we can build on that, and uh, we don't have to fear it. <clears throat> so, um, has anybody ever heard of the game Two Truths and a Lie? Yes. Two Truths and a Lie. All right, we're going to play tonight. All right? I've got three, three things about myself that I want to see if you guys can guess the two truths and a lie. All right, number one, I've been to seven continents. Number two, I have an engineering degree. Number three, I've flown to the moon. Which one would you guys guess is the lie? One, two, or three? Shout it out. Three. Wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I actually, I kind of tricked you guys. <clears throat> actually, all those were lies. I've only been to six continents, and I only studied engineering for one year in college. But the, the point I wanted to do with that was not to deceive you, but to, to kind of give you an, an, um, an example of what it looks like to effectively have a lie spoken to you that is believable. So the best lies are actually kind of believable because they're close to the truth. Now, the, the one where I said I flew to the moon, that was easy, right? You're like, well, nobody's, you know, unless he's Neil Armstrong's son or Buzz, you know, that you knew it was a lie, right? Because it was so outlandish, so out there, it couldn't possibly be true. But the other two, you guys were like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about him, right? 
is because it was close to the truth. So as today, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, lies. We're going to talk a little bit about self-deception. We're going to be talking about the lies that we believe, even about ourselves. All right? So <clears throat> my brother, uh, my mom's going to listen to this message, and she's going to be, <laughs> but I'm, hey, I'm just keeping it real. So uh, my high school years, my brother and I, let's just say we grew up in a Christian home, but we weren't really living it. I was definitely into drugs and alcohol, girls, like language, like everything. There was no filter on my life at that point, and I was doing my own thing. And so my brother and I, we were close in age, so we would actually hang out often together. And um, early on in our deception years, uh, we came back from a night of partying uh, we went to bed, we woke up, I think he woke up first, and then mom's like, oh, what'd you guys do last night? And he said one thing, and then I came down the stairs, she's like, oh, how was your night? And I said, another thing, All right? You can see, All right? So it's like, anybody see the, the movie Unforgiven, where Cur uh, uh, Curly Bill is, he's talking, he's got Morgan Freeman there, and he's like, see, when your lies don't match up with her lies, well, I ain't going to beat a woman, right? And so, <clears throat> so that was when my brother and I realized we have to start coordinating our lies. We have to start coordinating the story so we don't get caught. Because that was, we got exposed. So literally, we'd meet my brother at home. It'd be like 4 a.m. in the morning. We're, we're dragging in. And we're like, all right, what's the story? And I'm like, all right, we, we went to downtown Royal Oak. And then we went to eat at Coney Island. And we just kind of drove up and down the strip and hung out. All right? So we would get the, half the story. And then if we were together in the room, we would embellish. Because we were both there, and then we'd be like, yeah, there was this girl, and she was trying to pick up on me. And then he would say something like, you wish, right? And we would just, we learned how to coordinate our lies to become believable. Um, and so John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Tonight's message is not about offending anybody, although you might get offended. That's not the intention, the intention is that I can bring truth so that you can have freedom. Okay? The title of my message is What Lies Beneath. <clears throat> and so we want to get to the place, though, of not what lies beneath, but the truth beneath. The truth is gonna, that's going to be the bedrock, that's going to be the foundation for you to live your life on. When you live on truth, even when it, it, um, it can hurt you, right? If you have to be honest about a situation, your wife asks you how those pants look, right? No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay to lie. That's okay to lie. Baby, they look so amazing. I've never seen pants look better. <clears throat> So the question that I want you to ask yourself tonight is what lies are you currently believing? Do you have any? Right? You can see we, we can't change the Bible to fit our views. We have to change our views to fit the Bible. 
So we live in a culture now that is a, I, I would dare to say a post-Christian nation uh, because we, we abandoned what, what it means to, um, to really go after God, to make him the Lord of our lives. You know, so we have churches that, that no longer believe in the gifts of the Spirit or speaking in tongues. They just kind of like, well, that was for, for that church back then because their experience no longer lines up with it. Um, you know, you might have heard a lie like this. Oh, it's just a clump of cells. You know, uh, I'm waiting for marriage to have sex. It's just old-fashioned, right? Right now, I'm gonna, I want to show you guys a video to kind of give you a little further illustration. It's been one whole year since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Which means they've been making abortion illegal all over the place. So these are dark times. These are dark times. Dark times. Dark times. Un tiempo muy oscuro. Because now, now that Roe v. Wade is overturned, a woman can get pregnant just from having sex. Oh. I'm not seriously considering going down the dangerous path of abstinence until marriage. I find myself in this really bizarre state where I'm asking guys about things like their values and trustworthiness before sleeping with them. Before a girl will have sex with me now, she's asking me all these dumb questions like, do you love me? And what happens if I get pregnant? And do you have a job? <laughs> like, I don't know. Abortion being illegal where I live has definitely raised the bar for which men I'll date and have sex with. And that's a terrible thing. It used to be that if I got a girl pregnant, I would just force her to get an abortion. And I can't do that anymore. And that's awful. I can't tell you how many first dates I've had in the last year where no sex happens. All we do is talk about who we are and get to know each other. Ladies, if you haven't done it already, you need to get an IUD. This will make your uterus a toxic and hostile environment like it's supposed to be. It's like now sex is such a bigger deal. It's not just about me using someone else's body to get myself off. It's like the government is making me responsible for a bunch of stuff I shouldn't be responsible for, like my sex life and my children. Why would I ever want to bring a child into a world like this? A world in which it's illegal to kill children. I live in constant fear of a baby somehow finding its way into my uterus. So these are dark times. Dark times. Dark times. The overturning of Roe v. Wade did this to me. The Supreme Court of the United States put this inside of my body. Okay, so new idea here. I think that a man and a woman, before they have sex, need to draw up some sort of contract that says, I promise to take care of you and you promise to take care of me, and we both promise to take care of any kids that we produce together. I mean, look, I know it's new, I know it's shocking, I know it's out there, but that kind of contract is the only way that I see us moving forward. That's marriage. No. No, it's not. I, well. Amy Coney Barrett personally did this to me. <clears throat> now, of course, that was satire and complete joke, right? But the scary thing is that it's not that far from the truth. What about a lot of young people believe, 
right? And so there's moments, yeah, whoop, whoop, Shannon. <clears throat> and so until we begin, you know, to, to expose the truth and show people there's a better way, God's way, like it's going to sound form. It's going to sound unfamiliar, you know, there's also, what about uh, lies that we believe about ourselves, lies you believe about God? Things like, I'll never change. I'm useless. I always get sick. I'm, I'm just clumsy. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never own a home. I was just born this way. Do any of those kind of sound familiar? Every single one of those is a lie, right? But I bet you at some point, one of those things you have probably uttered either in your head or you heard in your head or you actually even said. Or something like love is love, right? It sounds like the truth, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds love is love. Yeah, love is love, right? But if you actually don't know the truth, you're going to be deceived, Bible says that God is love. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, believing that you were a different gender used to clinically be called gender dysphoria. Something a psychiatrist would treat for you, and now they'll affirm you. And now they'll give you some pills. And now they'll have you on a plan for surgery, even if you're a child. Look, we've, got, we've strayed away from the truth. <laughs> So there's a prevailing thought in our society that that thought is that we've come from nothing, right? We were just a big bang. that just a, a bunch of cells that got lucky and evolved, that we are nothing, and that when we die, we go to nothing. Now, if you, if you believe that train of thought, that's going to dictate a lot of your actions, Right? Because everything is meaningless. Everything is pointless. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. So I should just go after being happy. I should just go after whatever pleases me. And so that's where another lie comes in. Because when you live that way, you actually begin to go against God's laws, which will bring consequences. God's laws were not put there to, like, like just make you, here's a set of rules that you got to follow and abide by. God put those laws there because he wanted to keep you from harming yourself. He wanted to keep you from um, having consequences for our actions. He wanted to protect us. And so that, that thought, everything you're going to see is through that lens of, of I am nothing, right? And so in 1960, we... Um, our, our decided, we decided to take prayer out of schools, right? And this is what follows. Double the divorce rate, triple teen suicide, quadrupled rate of reported crime, quintupled prison population, sextupled percent of babies born to unmarried parents, sevenfold increase in cohabitation, a predictor of future divorce, a soaring rate of depression to 10 times the pre-World War II by one estimate, 55 million babies aborted since 1973, Roe versus Wade. Now these stats that I just mentioned to you were, from, were taken from an article back in the year 2000. I'm honestly scared to look what those stats would even look like right now. And it was because we had this idea that it's somehow the children praying in school was detrimental to their growth. 
They, somewhere along the way, we believed a lie. Or we believed the lie that the separation of church and state, right, that, oh, we got to keep those things separate because we don't want to offend anybody. But we don't realize that the separation of church of state was not so that the church couldn't influence government. It's so that the government would get it, get its hands in the church and try to incor- in, um, corrupt there. So... <clears throat> You see, when we stray from the truth and we begin to believe little lie after little lie, we find ourselves far from where we started, far from where we started. So how do we get back? So it starts with you, right? We can't just do it on a global level, but like, all right, everybody, reset. We're going to just only believe in the truth now, only believe in God, right? It actually starts with individuals beginning to believe the truth. And then that larger collective in a church, hey, that we believe the truth. Then impacting the, the, the city around it to believe the truth. And then a state, and then a country, and then a world. When people see you living life to the fullest, when people see you happy, even though you're not giving your body away to somebody you just met on a Tinder app, that you actually have joy in your life, that you actually don't need drugs to, to get you uh, to a state of bliss. That you don't need to get drunk on alcohol to feel happy. Right? So, one, we're going we're gonna to ground ourselves in the truth. We have to allow the word of God to shape our thoughts. You have to, we, we want him to have the foremost authority in our life. The more you know the word of God, the more it's going to live inside of you. The more that you're going to know the truth. <clears throat> Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. We, in order for us to begin to make that decision, we, ha- we have to begin meditating on his word. We have to know what it says. We have to experience it, walk with it, the stories. Every single one of them holds truth if we allow it. And this way, we can, when, when, when a lie comes, we can easily detect it. So <clears throat> counterfeiters, right? So the counterfeiting of money, right? So... Um, there's people that can easily detect when there's a counterfeit bill. They don't even have to, like, see it, inspect it, write it with a thing, right? The people who handle money many times, such as cashiers, they can, in, in, they can identify a lower-quality fake bill instantly just by touching it. They can easily identify the fake because they constantly are in contact with the real, That's why it's so important for us to spend time with God, spend time in his word, reading it, letting it wash over us, letting his voice be the loudest voice in our life. So that way, when you come in contact with the fake, with the lie, you're like, "Mm, my spidey sense is tingling. (laughs) You know, spidey, you know what spidey sense is, right? He can sense when danger's right around the corner. It's like, woo, something's happening. Tingling. Um, <clears throat> that's got what God wants for you, that you're not easily deceived. Two, we have to have a healthy dose of skepticism. 
Now, my, I said this to my wife, and she's like, that's how you get cynical. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said a healthy dose of skepticism, because I don't want you to become cynical. But we live in a, we, whether you realize it or not, we live in the age of AI, artificial intelligence, deep fakes. Like, if you have any online presence at all with videos and pictures and your voice, somebody could literally take that, put it through an AI generator, and they could make you say and do anything. And you're like, I didn't do that. It doesn't matter at that point. People will see it be like, oh, my gosh, did you see Pastor Scott? He was out in the field running around naked and, like, (coughs) flinging poop at people. Um, (laughs) That was one of the truths, yes. But in the same way, we have to have wisdom about us because the whole point of that video is to generate a reaction. Somebody's trying to get a reaction out of somebody. And so if you find yourself getting a reaction, rather than to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did this, and you retweet it or you repost it or you show somebody else, you actually need to take a step back and be like, wait, let me, let me pause on this. Because I'm feeling something, something stirring up, but is this the truth, or am I going to be part of perpetuating the lie? Um, and this isn't just for, for, for being online. This is for all of life. This is, you know, for, a, 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 I dare say, a pastor that comes up here and speaks on the stage, right? We're not perfect. Sometimes we might have fumbled a word or, or say something wrong, or maybe we... We just didn't fully understand the topic, right? And then if you just take that as, well, my pastor said, well, did the, does the Bible say? Or is it just your pastor says? Because I think there's a lot of deceived people, even in a lot of churches, that are just going off of what their pastor said. And, in, and, and then they find themselves in a church where women are pushed down. Where, where, you know, if you even touch a glass of alcohol, you're in complete sin, and we're going to kick you out of the church, right? And so <clears throat> we have to have a healthy dose of skepticism. Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of the world rather than Christ. You know, I, I look out, and, and I see some, some people in our, our church tonight that had an experience, I think it was about a year ago, of somebody uh, who, who came into our church and started coming to our connect group. And next thing you know, they're beginning to, to plant seeds of lies, of deception, of, of, of things about our pastors, right? And... And so much so that those lies took root in some different people. And they found themselves thinking, yeah, that is a, that, that awakened church, they do do that, right? So much so that then they uprooted their life after we had to ask this person to leave. It's not that far, people. It can hit you even where you think you're safe. If you're not prepared, if you're not close to the truth, if you're not uh, aware of what's going around you. <clears throat> And let me tell you this, right? You never just take one scripture and base your whole ideology on it, right? You have to take it within context. You have to take it with the scope of the whole Bible. 
Because I preached this before last year, I think, where I was, I was talking about alcohol, right? There's scriptures in the Bible that are pro-alcohol. There's scriptures in the Bible that are anti-alcohol. So which is it? And I, when the conclusion that I came to that point for you that night was that it's not either or, but both and. That what could be detrimental to you might just, you know, be a glass of wine for somebody else. And it, that it, we're not going to make a whole uh, ideology and say, nobody ever should touch it again. Right? We're not going to say, everybody, we've got barrels flowing and we're going to get drunk tonight. Right? <laughs> we don't need the Roman Colosseum getting crunk tonight. Okay? With... <laughs> First Corinthians 6, 9 through, 7, 9, uh, 9 through 11 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers. I was definitely some of those things. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortionists will enter the kingdom of God. And some, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. It's only by God's grace that any of us get to go to heaven. If, if we actually got what we deserved, <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> if I actually got what I deserved, just, I quit. Just, is that a cliff over there? I'm going to just walk right off it. But because of God's grace, his amazing, amazing love, because of the blood of Jesus, I don't have to live that anyway anymore. I don't have to be that fornicator or that adulterer, that liar, that deceiver, that reveler. I can, I'm a new creation in Christ. Third point is we need to partner with the spirit of truth. John 16, 7 through 14 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So we can walk in truth and be confident in it when we partner with the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost. 
you know, I hear this expression, and it makes me cringe every time I hear it, when somebody's just, that, well, it's just my truth. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but there is no my truth. There is only the truth. And if your truth contradicts the truth, the truth of what God's word says, it's not the Bible that needs to change. It's not the Bible that needs to be written. It's your life that needs to change. So tonight, I think God is wanting us to believe the truth of his word. He's wanting us to believe what he says about you, that you would actually believe it. That he has plans and a purpose for you, that he loves you, that he's, he's for you, he's not against you. Can we begin to reject those lies and those thoughts that the enemy has tried to sneak in? Did you know that the enemy can whisper in your ear? And that oftentimes he does it in a first person voice. He does it in, man, I'm, I'm so useless. And you take, the, you hear that thought and you think you thought it. When in fact it was just the enemy just whoop, drop that, walk away. Let's see what he does with it. Oh man, he's picking it up. Yes. Oh, he's handling it. Oh man, by the end of the night, man, he's going to be depressed thinking that he's useless. And then you begin to rehearse that dialogue. Man, I can't change. I am useless. Like, what's the point? Like, every thought that you have in your head does not come from you. But when that thought does come, what do you do with it? Do you pick it up and play with it? And like, or do you say, wait a second, let me, let me, let me take this thing, let me take this thought, and let me go over here to the truth. Uh, they're incongruent. This, this doesn't say that I'm useless. The word of God doesn't say that I, I have no purpose. In fact, it actually says the opposite. And so that when you, when you see that, you'd be like, oh, man, devil, <laughs> you thought I was going to fall for that? I'm not falling for that. I know what God says about me. I know he loves me. I know he's for me. So tonight I want to um, I want you guys to begin to ask yourselves that question. What lies am I believing? Because the spirit of truth is here tonight. The Holy Ghost is here tonight and he actually wants to pinpoint something in your in your life that's incongruent with what his word says. He wants to reveal something that you've been attaching to a lie that's keeping you bound, that's keeping you locked up, that's keeping you in chains, that's keeping you from all that he has for you. So if everybody would just, if you just bow your heads, close your eyes right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just in this moment, if you just begin to ask God, Is there a lie that I've been believing?
Is there a truth in your word that I've missed? Have I found myself siding with the devil when I should be siding with you, God? If you feel like this message right now is speaking to you with nobody looking around, I want you to just, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God, I just thank you right now for every person in this room, every person sitting in these seats. God, I thank you that you, you're the love that you have would prevail over every lie of the enemy. I, I expose it right now in the name of Jesus to bring in the truth, to bring in the light, to bring in your love. Lord God, I pray that you would minister even where they are at their seats, Lord God, to all that you have for them. I pray right now, Lord God, that they would experience your truth and that it would set them free. Lord God, that they would come against the lies and not just come against it with clever thoughts, but with your word, what you say about them. I thank you for it right now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's some of you in this room right now and you, and you actually, you're not sure if you have a, a relationship with God. You've kind of actually, you've, you've never given them your heart. You've never given them your life. Or you, or you once did, but you walked away. If that's you, and your heart's pounding right now, and you're feeling the Holy Spirit talk to you, if you say, Pastor Scott, I, I want to experience God in my life. I want to experience his truth. I want to experience his ways. I want a, a purpose-filled life. I want that. Would you just put your hand in the air so I can see where you are? Thank you. I see that hand. You can put it down. Thank you. I see that hand. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Bible says that he would leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. Are you that one tonight? Are you that one that he's coming after? Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Come on. If everybody, if you just please stand with me right now. And we're going to all pray a prayer together. And uh, this isn't a magic formula. This is just me praying off the top of my head. But we're with you. Every single one of you has raised your hand. And I believe that today there's going to be a shift in your life. And you're going to see God come in in a new way. And you're going to begin to experience life like you haven't before. So everybody, if you just pray with me. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. For washing me clean for setting me free, for giving me new life, giving me a new home in heaven with you. I thank you for coming into my heart this moment. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to just go into a, 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 a little bit of a worship song right now. I just feel God's presence right now, and I don't want to quite rush it. Um, but let's just take this moment to just begin to, uh, from a place of gratitude for who he is in your life, for what he's done, for what he's taken you out of. Because we're not just talking about natural things. We're talking about eternal things. We're talking about things that matter, things that can change the course of destinies. So I'll come back in a moment, but we're going to sing this worship song.
raise your hand and we would love to pray with you we would love to give you more information I have the amazing Philip over here he's got a book for you following Jesus the Bible he wants to pray with you if that was you and you raised your hand why don't you come over and find him afterwards and they we just want to love on you guys other thing I, I'm actually kind of feeling um, there's some people in the room tonight that you're like I know about the Holy Spirit but I've never experienced him fully. And, and you've heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You've heard of baptism in water, right? You've heard of baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you haven't been baptized yourself. If that's you tonight, I want you to do something. Uh, I want you to come get it. I want you to experience it. I want you to experience life to the fullest. That Just like Jesus said, it's better that I go, that he comes. I'm only one person. I can only be at one place at one time. I want all of you to experience the Holy Spirit. So if that's you tonight and you're like, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've never spoken in tongues, but I want the power that Acts 1-8 says that you will receive power from on high, power to do this life, power to live it to the fullest, power to bring miracles, healings, um, a word. If that's you, I want you to meet me over here. And I, if you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight and experience that, I want you to just come up right now. Come up right now because God has something for you tonight. A shift is coming tonight. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? Come on. It's free. It's a free gift. I'm not even charging for it. I put the square reader away. It's free. You can fully experience his spirit and presence tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, come on. Come on over here. I'm going to have the ministry team. They're going to come up over here, and they're going to be doing some ministry with people. And you guys can listen in on this. But if you need some prayer for some things, I'm going to have the ministry team over here. If you just want to work through some things, you're going to hear me on the microphone. Sorry. I got a lot of people over here. But come get some prayer. We're going to leave these altars open. And you guys, are you guys ready for it? Like I said, Acts 1-8, the Bible says, Jesus is telling the disciples, I want you to wait until Jerusalem. Wait until you receive power from on high. And and so they did. They waited and they were praying in the upper room when the Holy Spirit fell on them with tongues of fire. And they started speaking in new tongues, languages they hadn't learned. And what that was, was did you know you're made up of three parts, body, soul, and spirit? Your body, that's actually the least important thing about you. Your soul is who you are. Your thoughts, your, your emotions, the things you feel. Your spirit is what will live on for eternity. Your spirit was designed to communicate 
with heaven. And it communicates through speaking in tongues. It communicates through an unknown language. It communicates in a way that prays the perfect will of God over your life. So you could be praying for a situation and you think, ah, I wanted to go this way. But instead you start praying in tongues and then you can have confidence that you know that you're praying the perfect will of God over that person or that situation. It's, it's the gateway drug to receiving the power, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It, you don't have to bring somebody who's sick and they can only get prayed for by the pastor or somebody on the ministry team. You can pray for them and watch them get healed because the power is about to come on you. You're about to walk into a new level of authority, right? An officer carries a little bit of authority because he's got a gun on his hip. And when he says stop in the middle of traffic and he gets on the road, people are stopping, right? Why? Because he's got some authority. He's got some, he's got some power. He's got some ammunition on his hip. Now, if I just come out there with like, you know, my, my, my tank top and t-shirts and flip-flops, hey, people, stop. I'm probably going to get ran over, right? They're not going to respect that. But the devil, he recognizes authority. The devil and his demons know when the name of Jesus is being spoken because they start trembling. They start shaking. And so right now, I want you guys to have that free gift. It's a free gift. Jesus said, what, what father would give a, a a stone or a snake to his child who's asking for bread how much more would the father give you his holy spirit to those who ask so what we're going to do right now is we're just going to ask we're just going to ask because he loves to give good gifts so i want you guys to repeat after me we're going to do a prayer right and after we pray I don't want you guys to say anything. I want you just in the state of, to be able to receive hands out like you're getting a gift. Because tonight's your night. Say, Jesus, I thank you for setting me free, for washing me clean, for restoring my relationship with you. Tonight, I want more. You can repeat after me. Tonight, I want to be baptized in your Holy Spirit. I want to speak in new tongues. I want to walk in new authority. I want to feel your presence like never before. I thank you that right now that you would baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm going to just pray in tongues just for about 20 seconds. And when I stop praying in tongues, I want you to begin to speak out. It might just sound like a syllable, a word you're not familiar with. That's okay. If that's all that comes out, you just keep speaking that. Just like a baby learning a new language, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't all of a sudden be like, hello, Father, I'd like some milk now, right? It's da-da, mama. 
that this free gift is for you tonight. So thank you, Jesus. Three, two, one, speak. Begin to speak. Not in your earthly language, not in a language you know, in the tongues that you just received. Begin to speak out. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. There it is, there it is, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to feel anything take over. You're, this is you. You're, you're using your own mouth, your own tongues, your own lips, your own breath. Nothing's taking you over. You're the one who's beginning to speak this out right now, the heavenly language. is unlocking things inside of you to the real world, to his plans and purposes for you, to the power and authority that you're meant to carry as a believer. sweetheart I believe it I saw it I come on Did you get it you're not sure all right thank you Jesus come on come on all right my wife's gonna pray with you we're gonna make sure you get that awesome thing about being baptized in the Holy Spirit is you take your, your faith, your level, to a whole new level. And it's so awesome to begin to see people to experience that. But it's a lot, right? Your mind starts telling you things like, am I just making this up? Is this just hokey dokey? Enemy just wants to keep you, he wants to keep you down here. He doesn't want you walking in power and authority. And the minute you can get past this and realize it's not you don't have to conjure anything up. Nothing's going to take over. Like, you can begin to experience all that he has for you. The Bible begins, you open it up, and it just begins to come to life in ways that you, you didn't know. You're like, man, I've read that a hundred times. But now with the spirit of God, the spirit of truth, whoo, he's going to open that truth up to you. So like I said, I, I probably did a little weird, sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna have the ministry team to come down here. And if you guys wanna get prayed for over anything, just somebody to agree with you and come against those lies you believe in, get, seal it. Get some freedom tonight, walk in it. Don't leave here the same way you came in, bound up, chained, held back. Walk in that truth and that freedom. So God, I just thank you tonight that we're gonna to continue to worship in this place with you. But Lord God, we want 
to take you with us outside of this building, everywhere we go, to every area of our life, to our work, to our families, to our friends, to just strangers. It doesn't matter, Lord God. Let it overflow out of us that, that we couldn't help but bring you everywhere we go, that we're unashamed of what you've done in our lives and how we might look because we care more about what you think. We thank you for that, Jesus, right now in your name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.